Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from QuickBooks that runs 8.30 to 9am every day, five days a week. If you want to ask any questions during this session, please put them in the comments on Facebook or hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need any more advice outside of this session, then make sure you join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB Facebook group. There's plenty of advisors, accountants, bookkeepers and business owners in there happy to give you expert advice 24-7. So over the last couple of weeks, businesses have started reopening and the change in attitude and approach and changing questions has been very significant in our practice. We've started seeing businesses starting to go from surviving to thriving, but now they're starting to face some more challenges. And that's where we've been spending a lot of our time trying to help our clients come up with new plans and systems to help them overcome these new challenges. So the main challenge that we've all seen on the media recently is the fact that people are booking spaces in cafes, bars, restaurants, even at our local zoos, but they're not turning up to then spend money and buy their tickets. This is causing businesses a huge amount of heartache after they're bringing staff back to help run the service and deliver fantastic products for the first time in months. And now they aren't able to help do this. Uh, they aren't able to help deliver this to as many customers as they'd like because people have booked tables or reserved spaces and they're not now utilizing them, which is leaving more challenges for businesses to plan and overcome. Some of the ways people are working around this is instead of being able to reserve your space for free, you have to pay a deposit. Others are making you buy your tickets up front. Some are giving you the option to buy a pay for deposit, but have your deposit returned to you when you return up to use your space. Uh, others are removing their booking systems entirely and doing a first-come, first-served basis. So there's plenty of options out there to help you move around this. But if, what I would ask is if you're a consumer and you're out there using the restaurants and bars and you've booked a space, make sure you use it. And if you haven't got time, you aren't able to use it anymore, give them plenty of warning so they can reuse it for someone else that comes up to the door uh, on a first-come, first-served basis. Other concerns we're seeing in a lot of businesses at the moment, especially here in Edinburgh, is the uh, fact that tourism isn't going to be coming back very quickly. And a lot of businesses are concerned that locals won't replace those tourists and the money they spend. So there's a high chance, especially with everything going on in the media at the moment with Spain and lockdowns and travel restrictions and quarantine, that you aren't going to be able to go away. So it's really important that we all support our small businesses around us including the tourist ones. I mean, I know for, for a fact that I'm not very good at using tourist facilities in Edinburgh unless my family or friends are up, at which point I become a tourist. So my fiancé and I have already said this summer we're going to make sure we become tourists in Edinburgh to help support small businesses across the city. So it's a really good way of you getting to know what's on your doorstep so you can share that with your family and friends in the future but also to support small tourism businesses across the UK. What we're also seeing, though, is a lot of hope and a lot of ambition and an entrepreneurial skill set coming out. A lot of people are starting new businesses, and we see this in every type of recession we see. So we're having a lot of new businesses come to us saying, right, I've got this new idea. I want to do this. How do I do it? And we're then sat there providing support on how to establish a business what business format they should have and how they should then go ahead and do that in the best uh, way possible considering the circumstances. 
So there's plenty of hope out there. What we're also seeing at the moment is a lot of businesses coming to us and asking for advice for the first time. These are established businesses that have been running for a few years and have now decided after doing a couple of their years of their own books and accounts that they really need that expert advice and support uh, because they've struggled during the last six months uh, to understand all the policies and stuff that have come out from the government. So there's a lot of businesses that have decided, right, we now need to bring in the experts. We've also seen a lot of business owners that have said, ah, oh, I haven't got time to now keep doing my own books. I need to be on the shop front, shop floor. I need to be out there delivering my product or my service to help keep costs down. And it's they've come to us to see if they can, if we can help them make their bookkeeping more efficient and save them time that way, which has also been really important. One of the main subjects we've had a lot of discussion about, though, is payroll. So payroll has always been a very admin essential task for people, for business owners. Uh, you've got to pay staff, you've got to give them uh, pay slips, you've got to give them the right holiday, statutory sick pay, etc. But what a lot of business owners have done is the bare minimum in the past, whereas now what the business owners are looking for is a more efficient way of doing it, something that saves time and hassle and ensures that your ac payrolls are accurate um, so and secure because GDPR has made putting rules about security of payslips and personal details, and rightly so. So what you need, what we've been advising a lot of clients to do is look at the QuickBooks payroll service. The reason we've advised this is because it's got a lot of great features, such as on the advanced package, you've got apps, so the staff can clock in and clock out of work. This helps track time. And the reason we've been advising that is because a lot of the time that our clients are struggling it's because their staff aren't working the standard nine till five, Monday to Friday, or the standard rotor pattern. They are now working some hours and other hours are on furlough. Um, so it's really difficult to keep track of those changing hours. So by using the advanced uh, app on QuickBooks, not only are they now going to get the payslip securely deposit delivered to the app, which, are which is GDPR compliant, but they're also able to issue out rotors and timesheets um, and pull that data straight into their QuickBooks. Another great tool that we've been recommending people to use, and we use it ourselves and have done for a couple of years, is called T-Sheets. So T-Sheets tracks your staff on their phones. They can log in, uh, clock in on their phone to say that they've started work. So this is great if they're working from home. You can see exactly how many hours they've done. And it also tracks their GPS location, so you can check that they have been working from home. Um, if you've got drivers or mechanics or engineers that are out on the road, it's great from a safety point of view for them because what they can do, what you can do is log in to T-Sheets, see where they are on the map within a few seconds of them last, their last location. And you can make sure that they're still okay or they, they've not, they're not stuck somewhere. And you can then give a client a heads up if they're running late or anything like that. So T-Sheets is really powerful for that tool. Um, but then it, what T-Sheets will do is it will transmit that payroll data, the working hours of in and out, to your uh, QuickBooks system. T-Sheets does also work with other accounting packages, so there's a lot of flexibility there for you. Um, but ultimately, it's really important in a in modern age we're in that payroll should be really effortless and almost automated, and using apps 
like T-sheets and payroll systems like QuickBooks allows you to do that. Even minor things like keeping on top of tax notices from HMRC. There's a lot of people out there that will go onto the computer, log into HMRC portal before they do payroll, download any tax notices, enter those changes into their payroll software, and then run payroll. If you use the QuickBooks payroll software, it automatically talks to HMRC, pulls out all the tax notices without you having to do anything, and applies it to the right staff member, so you know your tax notices are always right. Trust me, there is nothing worse than when someone comes to me and says, I've got a letter from HMRC, apparently I own this tax. And we sit there, we look at it, and we ask them the one question, have you ever been self-employed? Do you have dividends? Do you have any other income that HMRC think you have? No, I've only ever been employed. The problem has, has been that the employer hasn't updated the tax notices and the tax codes that they should have done, so they've been undertaxed. And then they, this curse, the employee then has this huge tax bill they've got to pay, and they're not sure how they're going to afford it. It's really, really stressful for the employee, and it's not a pleasant experience for the employer as well, because ultimately it's their mistake. Now, this isn't just small businesses that make this mistake. I've recently dealt with a case where a very major employer in the UK has failed to update tax notices leaving someone with a, over a £10,000 tax bill to pay because of three years' worth of errors. So it's really important as business owners that we get that right. And when there's such a simple tool as QuickBooks Payroll that will just link to HMRC, pull those tax codes out, and do it all for you in the background without you having to do anything, there's really no excuse for getting that simple information wrong and not implementing it in the business now. So... We come to the questions for today. If you, as a reminder, if you want to ask any questions throughout this session, please ask, stick them in the comments on YouTube or Facebook, or you can hashtag QBATE on Twitter, or you can also direct message through Twitter and private message through QuickBooks to the QuickBooks channels, and they'll get created and put together and sent over to me. So our first question is from Jamie as a DM on Twitter. Hi, hi Johan. Um, when looking for a new accountant, what are some of the things you su always suggest to look out for? So the first thing I think you should look out for are, when you're looking for an accountant is just someone that you can get on with. Are they personable? Do you have things in common? You know, we particularly enjoy working with people that have set up a business and they've got an end goal. And that end goal is normally something as simple as I want to go on more holidays. I want to spend more time with the family. I want to be able to afford for me and my wife to go part-time and to spend more time together. The reason we relate to that is because that's the, they're the goals that we've all got in our practice. You know, We all want to get that work-life balance right. So find someone that's personable and you get on with. That's really important. Um, you know, Check that they work with the software that you want to work with. Don't let them dictate the software to you. If you've already seen a software that you want to work with, such as QuickBooks, but they don't always work with that, then find someone that does. Um, if you want input into your accounts and bookkeeping, you want to have some involvement in the day-to-day -day processes, that's absolutely fine. And the software needs to suit you and how you work. Um, so have a chat with your potential new accountant about how that software will or won't work. Um, and whether you can or can't work with it. Um, but make sure that it's a mutual agreement, not something that's dictated to you by your 
accountant. Um, so do your research first. Other than that, you know, check how long they've been practicing for. Do they work with your people with people in your industry? Have they got experience in that industry? Um, and just go and base it on that first meeting and first phone call. First impressions really do count when it comes to working a working relationship. So base it on that um, and go from there. So the second question from Violet on Facebook Messenger. Hi, Johan. I'm hoping you can help regarding MTD. Do you know why I can't sign up to MTD for VAT and file my first return immediately? So assuming you've set it up properly, then you shouldn't, shouldn't have any issues. So to become MTD compliant, what you need to do is create an MTD compliant agent uh, portal with HMRC. Um, so at the moment, you've got an analog gateway with HMRC. And the way I always best describe this is if you think back to when I was a teenager and we moved from analog TV where we had channels one, two, three, four, and five to digital TV where we got free view. Um, that's what HMRC are doing. They're going from their analog, which is the old government gateway, to their digital gateways. So you, you need to sign up for a new gateway uh, using the MTD link within the government website. So if you go to gov.uk and search making tax digital, one of the top two options will be to register for an MTD compliant gateway. Once you've got that, you'll get new login details and you'll put those login details into your accounting software, uh, which will then file it to the right gateway and that should solve all your problems. If you've got any further problems from that, have a chat with your accountant or have a chat with uh, QuickBooks. HMRC are really busy at the moment. They've still got 15, 20-minute waiting queues on their phone lines, but it might be worth trying to have a chat with them via their chat portal on their uh, website. That, the bonus of that is you can get the transcript printed out so you know you've got it for records. Um, so that might be the way to do it. Got a message from Milo on Facebook Messenger. I personally think making tax digital is going to be good for small businesses. It just makes it easier, in my opinion, for keeping things secure and in one place. Will I need to set up a new direct debit with HMRC for VAT or for MTD for VAT? Completely agree with you, Milo. Ultimately, MTD is going to be a time-saving exercise. It's going to give you more confidence in the records you're submitting to HMRC. For so if they decide to investigate anything, you have it all in one place. It's going to be much better for that. Um, if you've set up a new Making Tax Digital portal and linked it to HM, to your accounting software, you will potentially need you will need to sorry set up a new direct debit with them, so that the money gets taken to and from. So I would su suggest you set up the new direct debit, wait for that to be active, which normally takes about seven days, and then cancel your old direct debit, and then start filing via MTD. If you've not set up the new direct debit in time for your new first MTD filing, you will need to pay that manually for a back bank transfer, um, and then use the direct debit going forwards. Okay, our next question is from Bill on Twitter. Good morning, Johan. I'm thinking of moving to QuickBooks Advanced Payroll as it looks like it has all the features we need. What records do I need so I can set that up? So if you've not used QuickBooks Payroll at all up to this point, Bill, what you're going to need to do is um, 
take the, all the records from your current payroll software. So the easiest way to do it is normally to run a P11 re report from your software, because this will give you a breakdown of all your tax and national insurance contributions for each employer, uh, employee, sorry. And you can enter that for each employee into the system. Also run a personal details report on your account, on your payroll software, because what you're going to need is all their personal name, their names, their addresses, dates of birth, national insurance number, um, tax codes. You'll need all of that to put into uh, your new payroll software in the QuickBooks Advanced. If, however, you're using QuickBooks Payroll already, you can ask QuickBooks support team to give you a helping hand to migrate it all through to the new advanced software uh, because that's not a, a manual that's a manual job at the moment to upgrade from standard to advanced um, but give QuickBooks a call and they'll be able to help you with that as I say though reports you're looking for is basically you need to withdraw all the detail side of things from your current payroll software and move it to the advanced um, but QuickBooks advanced payroll is fantastic the app makes everything very secure and easy for your employees to get your pay slips, they can get their P45s, P60s, any pension letters and extra, et cetera can go through there. And you'll also be able to um, send the rotors through it. You can notify them of shift changes. They can notify you of holiday requests. It makes it a really nice, smart bit of kit for communicating all of those various aspects of administration when it comes to employees that take a lot of time and can get quite messy with everything else. So our next question from Harley on Instagram DM. Hi, Johan. We operate a music record label with 30 employees and myself as a managing director. Would QuickBooks payroll benefit us? What kind of features might be good for us? So QuickBooks payroll would be fantastic for you. It would make managing 30 employees a lot simpler. Um, you'll be able to get their timesheets put in. You'll be able to send out rotors for them. If they're all on fixed salaries, that's even easier. You don't need to worry about timesheets and rotors necessarily. Um, but it will be that tax code, you know, if 30 staff and you get 15 tax codes changed in a month, there's a good 20, 30 minutes worth of work there to enter all that data into QuickBooks. QuickBooks is just going to pull that through for you. That's going to keep that all up to date and you can be real confident that the data is right that you're running on. Um, a great central place, as I was just saying, for holiday requests. Um, so a staff member can request holiday. You'll get notified of it. You can approve it. You can apply it to your rotors. Um, so, yeah, really nice, tidy system. Saves you time having to print off or send multiple emails all password protected uh, for payslips. Um, so, yeah, really nice, tidy system just to keep it all in one place for you. Uh, so, yeah, I think it will definitely benefit you uh, going forwards. Got a question here from Amanda uh, from Twitter DM. Hi, Johan. With the Chancellor re recently reevaluating online sales tax, what do you think this could mean for the high street shops? This is interesting. I read this article last night and I shared it with my online e commerce clients last night. Um, and I put it on our Facebook page last night as well that the Chancellor is looking at applying a online sales tax. There's not a lot of detail out there at the moment as to what that looks like. Um, but the rumours and speculation is it's going to be like a 2% tariff on all your sales. Um, 
Now, the idea of this is to help make the high streets have a more level playing field uh, against e-commerce for costs and taxes. So a high street has to pay business rates. Uh, e-commerce business does not normally because they don't have a high street business. Even if they're quite big and they've got a whole a warehouse or something, those business rates are often a lot lower because they're not in the town centre. So this online retail tax is designed to try and level off the playing field a bit. Um, it, I think it's too early to say whether it would work or not um, because we haven't got enough detail. We don't quite know what that tax is going to look like. You know, there is speculation that it would be 2%. 2% of what? Is it 2% on profits? Is it 2% on turnover? Um, are they going to apply it after a certain level of turnover, like VAT is applied after £85,000? You have to be VAT registered after that point. Um, are they going to say, well, we're, gonna, we're not going to apply it until you reach a threshold and then we're going to apply it to everything like VAT is? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of detail we need from this sales tax theory before we can work out how it's going to impact on businesses. Um, but at the moment, I'm not convinced it's going to give the high street that as big an edge as what they're hoping for it to. 2% on sales tax isn't huge. Um, there's high streets, business rates uh, for small businesses um, could be much higher than 2% of their profits or turnovers. So it's going to be interesting to see how they work it out and how they justify it. But it's certainly one we need to watch going forwards. Um, especially if you've got e-commerce businesses, there's a potential new tax there. You need to take that into account for your cash flow and your business planning. Um, so, yeah, really good question from Amanda there about the new tax potentially coming out. Okay, we've got a question from Sebastian on Twitter, DM. Hi, Johan. Do you know how to, how to handle partial exemptions or adjustments and stay compliant with MTD for VAT? Uh, that could be a series of things. We've got a client who's got a castle slash museum slash shop slash tea room. So the shop and the tea room, the normal VAT, but the castle admissions are uh, VAT exempt. So you really need to speak to your accountant um, and work out how you record those sales within QuickBooks or your accounting software um, to then ensure that you're MTD compliant. Um, so MTD is going to want you to have records of your sales and it may be a case that the if we use my example the tea room sales have all got VAT on Castle Administration hasn't because it's a museum and because we record those separate those through separate tills we're able to clearly see uh, what is abattable and what isn't and record that within QuickBooks so that makes it really easy for us, but I appreciate there's a lot more uh, messier uh, exemption systems in place. Um, so you really need to have a chat with your accountant and work out how you do it. What we found really helpful was when we had it, is that we had a chat with HMRC um, about how they would like to see it. Um, so we know there's certain expenses that cover both the shop. Uh, the tea room and the museum, such as a roof repair. So we had a chat with HMRC about how they want those kind of expenses recording, um, and they were really helpful. And they basically explained how they would want to see it on an on a breakdown in, a, in an investigation, and then we were able to take that information and apply it to how we put it into QuickBooks. Um, so yeah, have a chat with your accountant and have a chat with HMRC directly.
um, and they'll be able to help you with all of that. We have got a question from Mindy on Twitter. Hi, Johan. With the three months grace period for to file VAT return, how do you think we can use this time more effectively? Okay, so the VAT returns, there's no grace period on filing. It's just of great, uh, there was just a deferment on uh, payment until March next year for the April to June VAT. So there isn't a, uh, you still need to file all your VAT returns on the normal date. It's just the payment that's been deferred. Um, so yeah, just make sure you, I might have misunderstood that question, but just make sure you check that you are filing on your in time for your deadlines. That'd be really helpful. Final question from um, Kelvin on Facebook Messenger. Good morning, Johan. What inspired you to open up an accountancy practice originally? That is a good question. Um, my initial reason for opening my accountancy practice was that I wanted to be self-employed. I wanted to run my own business. I wanted to be able to stop work when I wanted to stop work and go for a bike ride if the weather was nice or walk the dog. I wanted to be able to go camping and do photography when I wanted to. I didn't want to have to fit it around a nine till five Monday to Friday job. Um, although those motivations change. It's been three years since I started my business and uh, it's gone from that through to wanting to spend more time with my fiance, wanting to go on nice holidays with her, etc. So, yeah, the motivations change, but ultimately it's that work-life balance. That's the underlying motivation for why I started my business. Okay, so we're running out of time now for questions. So just before we uh, wrap up, there was a poll earlier on Facebook before we started. Um, and throughout this video on Facebook, there's been a poll. So if you're watching it elsewhere, if you ever if you want to watch again, go on to Facebook and there's always a poll during these sessions. And the question it was, do you currently use payroll software? And the results were 50% said yes and 50% said no. Um, I'm going to go on the assumption that 50% said no were people that don't have employees um, or use the government software that they is provided free of charge uh, if you've only got a couple of employees. Even if you've only got four or five employees or one or two employees, I'd still strongly recommend you look at payroll software. Yes, it costs money, but it's much cheaper and much quicker than using your time uh, when you're because you're the by using the HMRC software that they provide you free of charge. It's very time consuming. We found in the past, um, so it's much easier for us to use software like QuickBooks because it saves us time. And when you look at your how much money you could have made in sales in that time, for example, you would probably have it's probably cost you a small fortune using HMRC's free software compared to the small times, small amount of time it would take you to use QuickBooks' software. So if you've got any questions, and please get in touch with the QuickBooks support team on Facebook, or you can ask myself and my team at JGBC any questions, just visit www.jgbc.co.uk. We also have a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, and Twitter. Our team are there eight in the morning till 10 at night, seven days a week, answering any questions. You don't have to be a client to ask a question. We're very much like the NHS. You come to us, you ask us a question, we'll provide that information free of charge. 
uh, at the point of needing it. So yeah, get in touch if you've got any questions. If it's QuickBooks related, then you might want to go to the QuickBooks support team first. Um, if not, you can come to us, that's not an issue. And then coming up on the Ask the Expert tomorrow is Gary Stewart. Gary is the CEO and co-founder of The Nest, which is a masterclass for founders from 2014 to 2019. Gary was the director of Huawei UK, a corporate accelerator backed by Telefonica, which is also known as O2. He invested in 185 startups and raised $265 million. Uh, Gary is a serial entrepreneur with an exit and a former associate professor and entrepreneur at IE Business School in Madrid. Before becoming an entrepreneur, Gary worked as a lawyer in New York, London, Madrid, and Barcelona. He graduated magna cum laude, and uh, so he's going to be joining us next, uh, tomorrow at 8.30 till 9am to answer all your questions. So if you've got any questions about raising funds and investment for your business, he's going to be a really good guy to talk to. He's got lots of experience of investing in small businesses and generating good returns from that. Um, so he knows what he's looking for for a successful business from early days and how that's going to turn into a successful business in the future. So definitely have a really good chat with him. Uh, ask lots of questions tomorrow when he is on uh, QuickBooks Ask the Expert. So that's everything from me. Thank you very much and have a good day.